We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. filing some breaking news. Charges just came down in the last hour, giving us new details about the stabbing of Derek Chauvin. According to court documents, 52-year-old inmate John Tursak stabbed Chauvin with an improvised knife and told the responding staff that he would have killed Chauvin if they hadn't come so quickly. Welcome to the BCP podcast. Merry Christmas and happy December. Boy, did this year fly by quickly. Okay, you know how they call us conspiracy theorists, right-wingers, extremists, with your conspiracy theories? Yet they pushed the Russia collusion hoax. They pushed the January 6th hoax that it was a conspiracy to overthrow the government, a protest, really, of non-armed people that meandered through the Capitol on January 6th, most not even knowing it was closed because they just saw people coming in and they weren't stopped. And then you get this kind of information. And once again, it opens lines of questioning the official narrative on just about everything that happens in the news. And some breaking news that we're getting with a federal inmate now getting charged with attempted murder after prosecutors say he stabbed Derek Chauvin 22 times. So this is some breaking news that's just coming into us. I want to sort of set the scene for this here. Remember who Derek Chauvin is. He's the former Minneapolis police officer convicted in the murder of George Floyd back in 2020. According to this indictment that is just out now, there was an inmate that had allegedly been planning to attack Chauvin for about a month. We learned days ago that Chauvin had been stabbed in prison. There were questions about his condition. Uh, at the time, his family, his lawyer, Lawyers trying to understand what had happened to him here. Now we're getting some new details from this indictment. Yeah, basically what we're learning is that the stabbing was not just a, a one or two uh, incident. It wasn't just a single stab. It was apparently, allegedly, many stab wounds uh, that Derek Chauvin su suffered. And now he is being uh, charged for attempted murder by another inmate. So uh, this is something that uh, because it, if it wasn't a federal facility, they would have exclusive jurisdiction. So that's about all we know at this stage, but uh, that Derek Chauvin survived and uh, they believe they have enough to charge with attempted murder, which in a stabbing case, you generally don't have to get too high, high over the, uh, the bar to make it to attempted murder. John Tursak stabbed Chauvin with an improvised knife and told the responding staff that he would have killed Chauvin if they hadn't come so quickly. However, Tursak later denied wanting to kill Chauvin, but told FBI agents he had been thinking about assaulting Chauvin for about a month because he is a, quote, high-profile inmate. The documents show he also said he stabbed Chauvin on Black Friday to symbolize the Black Lives Matter movement. Chauvin was rushed to the hospital and at last check was in stable condition. Okay, this detail is where it gets real, real interesting. If you go and search for John Tursak, uh, it'll take you to an LA Times article from almost a year, uh, excuse me, almost 22 years ago to the date, November 27th, 2001. And guess what we find out? Isn't this interesting? 
John Tursak is an FBI informant. What are the chances that an FBI informant is involved in a stabbing of one of the most high-profile people in federal prison right now? From 2001, a former Mexican mafia member who admitted carrying out a number of crimes while working as an undercover FBI informant was sentenced Monday in Los Angeles federal court to 30 years in prison. John Tursak, 30. That would make him, what, 42 now? Um, expressed bitter disappointment with his sentence. He told the U.S. District Judge, I didn't commit those crimes for kicks. I did them because I had to if I wanted to stay alive. I told it to the FBI agents and they said, do what you have to do. This guy claimed that the FBI was aware of the crimes that he did and they gave him carte blanche or at least made it seem like they were going to turn the other eye. And maybe, just maybe, John Tursak, uh, Tursak, I guess it's pronounced Tursak, had to kill Devin uh, uh, Chauvin, or who knows what the FBI might be doing to him, or might have done to him. Is it me, or is it suspicious? Ray Epps, probably a Fed. The Megan Whitmer kidnapping, that was all Fed's. And now a former FBI informant is the one who shanked uh, Chauvin 22 times and didn't kill him because supposedly the guards reacted too fast. What are your thoughts? Am I the only one that that sees some hanky-panky going on here? Oh, wait a minute. I'm just now realizing I'm not into numerology. I'm sure... I'm sure it's just a coinkydink. He stabbed him 22 times and he was imprisoned 22 years ago. Just a coinkydink, I'm sure. China is dealing with a surge in respiratory illness in children, including pneumonia. The World Health Organization has requested China provide more detailed information on the cases. In China's hospitals, the patients keep coming and coming. Children mostly, thousands of them, suffering from a surge of pneumonia, flu and respiratory bugs. At this hospital in Beijing, pre-booked appointments are now impossible. The only option is to wait, sometimes for hours, and take what precautions they can. These are some similar scenes across China. Similar fears over what was initially being termed a mysterious, undiagnosed pneumonia. It was concerning enough the World Health Organization publicly asked China for more information. Both now insist there is no new virus at play. You can just ignore me because I am the conspiracy realist. But this sounds eerily similar, uh, similar, uh, similar to the respiratory or respiratory outbreak in the at the end of 2019 that China was hush about. There turned out to be coronavirus, COVID-19, and then led to a worldwide pandemic, a, a, a panic, and a stolen election. 
because under the guise of we all have to quarantine because of this sickness, they were able to put in a lot of false, fake, fraudulent ballots and steal the election partly through mail-in ballots. Now, this is not going to fly again. Unless, of course, they corrected the problem they had with the last pandemic, and that is that COVID didn't really affect children. Children were kind of had an immunity to COVID. But if this is a bioweapon, looks like they tweaked it. And what a way to get people to fear and fall in line with fear if this time the virus is a danger to our children. And now it's gone to Europe. And now it's the United States. It started off with, uh, first case was reported in Ohio, then Massachusetts. And now everyone is on high alert for this white lung pneumonia, new virus, sickness, possible new pandemic, courtesy of the CCP. Now to a children's health emergency as Ohio is now the first state in the nation to report an outbreak of pediatric pneumonia cases. Doctors say the white lung syndrome is similar to the respiratory illnesses already sweeping China and parts of Europe. In Warren County, north of Cincinnati, health officials have declared an outbreak of pneumonia in children. They say 145 kids have been diagnosed with the respiratory infection since August. The average age of these patients is eight years old. The declaration comes as China is in the midst of its own outbreak. The U.S. is trying to avoid scenes like this. Hospital wards filled to capacity with doctors seeing a rise in several known respiratory illnesses. Today, the director of the CDC tried to ease fears, saying China is not dealing with a new virus like COVID. We do not believe this is a new or novel pathogen. We believe this is all existing. And remember, the CDC is on our side. So you should believe whatever they say. Ohio is further investigating the cause. Physicians in Western Massachusetts believe it's RSV that's driving the outbreak in the state. RSV is a respiratory virus that kills over 10,000 Americans per year. Outside the U.S., Denmark, Sweden and Switzerland are also grappling with surges in pneumonia cases. The outbreak is putting lawmakers on high alert. Five Republican lawmakers urging the Biden administration to impose travel bans. Leading lawmaker Senator Marco Rubio saying Washington should immediately restrict travel between the U.S. and China. I'm not the only one seeing a similar pattern here. Luckily, we have these five uh, senators that see the same thing. Let's get into this. We've got a coalition consisting of Rick Scott, Marco Rubio, Tommy uh, Tuberville, Mike Braun, and J.D. Vance selling a, uh, sending a letter compelling Joe Biden, the fake president, to do an immediate travel ban from China in response to this outbreak. They know that President Trump did this back in 2020, and it was controversial at the time, but turned out to be the uh, a smart move uh, as... In this Gateway uh, Pundit article says, they noted that similar action was taken by President Trump on January 31st, 2020, during the early stages of COVID-19, which they argue was a necessary measure despite criticism at the time. Quote, on January 30th, 2020, Trump issued an order to restrict travel from the PRC into the United States to protect the American people and counter the spread of COVID-19. Many officials and commentators, including you, in reference to... uh, Joe Biden 
criticized his decision as being influenced by xenophobia, but history and common sense show his decision was the right one. Now, I thought this was pretty interesting, a breakdown uh, historically of these respiratory and illnesses and viruses coming from China. China has seen the emergence of several significant viruses in recent history, raising concerns about public health and highlighting the need for enhanced surveillance and prevention efforts. Well, not advanced surveillance of, uh, of Americans, but of surveillance to make sure that these sicknesses don't come in from China. From 57 to 58, you had H2N2, the Asian flu, a pandemic responsible for the deaths of an estimated 1 million people worldwide. It's believed to have originated in China. 68 to 69, the Hong Kong flu H3N2 pandemic, which also killed an estimated 1 million people and also likely originated in China. Okay, then 1997 to 2004, H5N1, the bird flu. And this uh, continues to cause sporadic outbreaks in humans. That uh, came to us via China first in 1996. Then remember, we had SARS 2002 to 2003, severe acute respiratory syndrome caused by the SARS-CoV coronavirus uh, that came out of the Guangdong uh, province and spread to 26 countries, infecting over uh, 8,000 people and causing almost 800 deaths. Now, in recent history, the first uh, sickness in the modern times that I can remember really causing a, a, pan, a, a panic. Because I, I remember the bird flu of 97 to, 90, uh, to, to 2004. Probably because this is now, I'm just now barely an adult as far as not, uh, you know, living on my own and having uh, insurance and having my first uh, jobs. Uh, you know, recently got, got married about that time. So I remember the bird flu and, and I remember getting flu vaccine uh, I want to say, I want to say it was a 97, 96, 97, had never gotten a flu vaccine, got a flu vaccine because I was in the news and they were kind of scaring me about the, uh, about all these viruses. Uh, but I, I think what re- in my recent history, what really got people alarmed as far as I can remember was H1N1 was the flu, the swine flu in 2009. Now it originated in North America, spread globally and China had its own outbreak. We're probably getting more news because supposedly it originated here. But knowing what we know about all these bio labs that the CIA has running through Chinese scientists all throughout the world, it could have originated here, but who knows who the real architect of these things are. Remember, folks, just because you're a conspiracy realist and know that there are certain things that are happening, we don't always have the answer. We just know that the official story is bunk. Don't be fooled. The people who say, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, then tell me how the towers fell down. How did they get the bombs in there? Well, we don't have to have the answers of how it was done. We just have to know that it wasn't because jet fuel made it fall down like every single planned demolition that we've seen on TV from from Vegas buildings for the last 30, 40 years. They always put the, this is a false thing they do. They put the burden of proof on conspiracy realists who realize that there's something amiss with the original, with, with the official story. And then they put the burden of proof on us to prove what really happened. No, don't fall for that. 
Just because we know that there is some malarkey and some BS in the official narrative doesn't mean we have all the answers to what the actual truth is. We just know the truth they're telling us, uh, the, the, what they're telling us is not true and it's a lie and there's more to the story. Or the story they're telling us is completely fabricated. We just don't know what the true one is. Or maybe we just get crumbs and little bits and pieces of the truth, but we don't, we're, we're not the masterminds. We don't know the entire story. Then in 2013, um, Honestly, I don't remember much about this one, but the uh, of uh, the the uh, pig virus emerging emerging in China and raising concerns uh, is is that when that when the movie is that when the movie uh, not outbreak uh, outbreak was what from the eighties or nineties? Don't say this from the eighties, but uh, contagion. When did that movie come out? Because that movie was based on uh, two thousand eleven. In 2011 is when Contagion came out. And that was a story where a bat pooped and a pig ate the poop. And then a cook was messing with that pig and didn't wash his hands and shook Gwyneth Paltrow's hands. And then she went to the United States um, and she uh, had a tryst with her lover and then got everyone sick. And that's how the contagion took place in that movie from 2011. But uh, if we look here, it says that that uh, outbreak, uh, that uh, outbreak was two years later. So was the movie uh, preparing us for that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just asking questions here, folks. And then, of course, we had the SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19 2019 to present. And now this new one, okay, it's not a new virus. It's an enhanced version of, of something we've already seen. But there's an outbreak and now uh, hundreds of kids so far uh, on the East Coast suffering from this. Nothing to see here, folks. Move along, move along. We're in a situation where we have put together and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. 